Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Sense Show. That's where you've arrived and we are the show that's freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. And we have uh, our regular weekly show, our Intel Report, the Doug and Dave Intel Report today. And we're going to be talking about, uh, well, a form of a Cuban Missile Crisis is how a lot of us are labeling this. And this is really the most un undercovered item that's out there. But before we go to Doug Thornton, uh, we are going to let you know that we, well, this first part of the program is brought to you by Noble Gold. And ladies and gentlemen, the worst thing you can do right now is leave the bulk of your money in the bank. Hyperinflation's looming. <laughs> and some people say, Dave, stop saying that because it's already happening. Well, I think the process could be argued it is already happening. How bad is it going to get? Well, do you want to find out or do you want to diversify? Well, do what I did. I went from client our customer to client and I did it and I'm happy and you will be too they're not pushy but uh, they'll take and say okay you need to diversify here here and here and we'll send you free material you can look it over and call us back that's how they typically do business give them a call 877-646-5347 that's 877-646-5347 tell them Dave Hodges of the Common Sense Show sent you they like me they'll put you at the front of the line maybe anyway make sure folks you take care of business don't get caught with your money in the bank. Well, Doug Thornton is uh, formerly Wrecker. It kind of still is Wrecker, but he uh, is formerly Wrecker officially on this show. And he is a former DHS um, slash Marine slash contractor slash seen a lot, done a lot. And this is why we do a weekly Intel report where we get to compare what my sources that I've developed over the years are saying compared to his experience and what he's finding out. And he also has a new show on Global Star Radio Network that airs at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 Pacific. And um, he's kicking butt and taking names. And if you want to know how things are done on the other side, it's good listening. Doug, welcome to the show. Hey, Dave. Thanks. And uh, welcome, everyone, to the Doug and Dave Intel Report. Yeah. Well, we're going to do some intel here. Um, it's no secret. I've been talking to some of my colleagues like Bob Griswold and others, and they know about this China issue, but it's not being reported. What do you know and what's going on? Well, besides what I have, uh, discussed with Bob and, you know, prior knowledge already, uh, the issue that we have is China has the ability to put nuclear missiles, ballistic missiles of different shapes and sizes inside of a um, container box that would be what we normally see as a, a large container box that are you ship goods in, you know, intercontinental, intercontinental. And we're getting these from China constantly. And the thing about it is that they're claiming that they have the ability to put these missile systems inside these container boxes and that they have them on ships floating all around the world at any point in time. I guess you could say Dave is like a nuclear deterrent. Well, you know, in today's day, especially dealing with communist China who wants to take over the world, that's not really a deterrent. That is a threat. Mm -hmm. That is a th threat that they love to hang over our heads that they, I guess they think that they can, you know, use whenever they need to, though we do have a, uh, an equal opportunity, uh, butt cooking, uh, kicking machine called the submarine 
that is probably more effective, but we don't have as many, and we don't have an exact amount of how many of these shipping containers that have missiles in them. And the problem with that is we don't know for how long they've had that technology. We have a guesstimate, but we don't know for how long it's been in use. And that also means, Dave, that we don't know if they've already penetrated our borders and are sitting in random cities around the United States waiting for activation. Yeah, I Uh, see your point. Yeah, the technology is there to remote activate. The technology is there to also disguise or hide the nuclear materials to be able to penetrate border patrol screening or CBP screening. Uh, and there's multiple different venues and avenues of approach here. You know, it's not just the shipping containers coming from vessels from China. It could be smuggled onto other vessels that are unknowing or unbeknownst to them, our own allies could have them on their vessels and bringing produce into this country and, you know, maybe sitting at the harbors in San Francisco right now or on the East Coast or in the Texas Gulf. And we also have the problem of the southern southern border. Now, China owns quite a bit of warehouses and, for whatever reason, homes across the southern border. And we have seen little populations pop up over the past several years of small little Chinatowns popping up across the Mexican border. And if you think about it and you start adding these things together, you can easily smuggle nuclear materials that could be used as dirty bombs, quote-unquote, or for whatever you know nefarious uh, reasons that they have them, uh, f- from Canada to the East Coast, the West Coast, and the Southern border. Effectively, for however long they have been doing this, they could have strategically placed one box with one nuclear warhead in every major city across the United States. Now... That's not being hyperbolic. We're talking about China. China is not a group of people that spontaneously attack terror incidents or or terrorists like the United States does. When we have a problem, we normally find it and then we hellfire it or we neutralize it by other means. But China plays a long game, just like Russia. And this is one of the tactics of the communists. They will play the long game through decades of implanting people and implanting weapons and weapon caches throughout a nation for the object of overthrowing that nation when it's needed. It The, the materials are there. So we don't know where these nuclear materials are currently. We know that they are out there. And we have had nuclear materials show up on the southern border before. There has been, you know, bolos be on the lookout basically for different types of nuclear materials that were stolen from medical facilities within Mexico and were found on the border or near the border by federales. But it's not a far cry to say that the cartels who do work with China, uh, not only to smuggle in their fentanyl, but to smuggle in other things maybe terrorists maybe weapons maybe both it's not hard to sit there if you have been to the southern border if you know anything about our operations you know for the cartel who's a fortune 500 company 
to send one or two 18-wheelers filled full of you know, heroin, uh, fentanyl, marijuana, or cocaine, or people for Border Patrol to be tied up dealing with that and then you know, starting their investigation on this incident. To the right or left, within a number of miles, the cartel is now smuggling in three times, two to three times the amount, and no one is watching it because all of the units in that area are now crowding this one area, and they're also chasing people at the same time, and they're also patrolling at the same time. And that's just on the surface. Right now, there are a known approximately close to 200 tunnels from California to Texas that have been discovered. 200? 200. That's only what's been discovered. In Tijuana, there was a tunnel that started in a warehouse and ended up in a warehouse right across uh, in San Diego, or excuse me, uh, right across from the border. I don't want to give an exact location. You could probably go and look it up. It's probably open source, but it was about 700 meters long. So that's about 2,700 to 2,800 feet long. And it was multiple stories below. And it came into this warehouse and it had an elevator in it. Congress has actually had tours and gone down the shaft of the elevator to actually see and examine what it is that we were dealing with on the border. So if that technology is there, that very crude technology to make these tunnels, to smuggle people and to smuggle drugs, we know weapons are being smuggled. We know that Islamic terrorist extremists from Iran, from Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan, Saudi Arabia, you know, you name it, have talked about smuggling dirty bombs through tunnels to get from uh, Juarez, Mexico, into El Paso, Texas, and then detonating the bomb, killing hopefully hundreds of thousands of people. So if we're already made aware of that, and that's already open source information, we don't know anything about the tunnels that aren't found, and we don't really have an answer for it. The best answer is to completely lock down the southern border. However, you can lock down the southern border as, as well as you want, but when you have an administration that says, no, let the border be open, anything can come in, Dave. Well, I'm still stunned at the 200 tunnels. Let's translate that to military threat. Well, as a military threat, I would say that that is a very viable option. <clears throat> you know, if you think about it on the military terms, how many different special operations teams can you smuggle through these tunnels or through the human trafficking disguised as someone who's here for, you know, for whatever reason to leave their other country? Um, you could essentially, over a period of years, smuggle in enough people and enough materials to honestly put together a very reputable terrorist attack a very well-planned, well-established and funded terrorist attack just from using the cartel coyotes. But that's just the southern border. You know, we also have people that are in this country who help these people out. We, we know of their familiars. We also have the problem of the Canadian border. It's not 
as bad as the southern border, obviously, but it is more open than the southern border is. There are less border patrol on the northern border than there are the southern border. And the problem with the northern border is that there are places that are very, very sparse and wilderness where many people can just walk back and forth from. You know, and Border Patrol just, it's not there. They just won't hire the right amount of people to adequately secure that border. And that's both north and south. This is um, just beyond belief for me. Um, if they had a dirty bomb, just for the sake of, uh, well, let me back up and ask this way. Is the Border Patrol, DHS, are they at the border actively looking for smuggled in elements that could be used as weapons of mass destruction against a civilian population? Yes, all the time. Yes. Okay, how effective would you judge these efforts to be inside the Biden administration? Well, the Biden administration and the good men and women that are working in the Border Patrol, we're talking about two different things now. Uh-huh. You know, the Biden administration and their policies are not helping, especially when it comes to human trafficking. But, you know, when you start taking down the funding of the Border Patrol, when you don't hire the right amount of candidates and you close down, effectively, the federal law enforcement training centers, uh, you know, we have people that are leaving Border Patrol left and right because of the work conditions. They're horrible. Uh, you know, they're they're just overworked. They don't get the time off that they need. A lot of times they don't get the overtime that they need either. So you have other agencies and you have state and locals who will give the uh, the officers a better option. And a lot of them will leave and take it. And so when that happens, you have gaps in security because it takes, you know, two years to fill that gap. Well, you know, back up two years worth of filling gaps and there being dozens within a sector to hundreds of of people that need to be hired just for the southern border. I mean, we're effectively five years probably away from honestly reestablishing a positive control on the border just through personnel. Just through personnel. Five, and, it would take five years to get this back under control? Probably. With the right amount of hiring and incentives for retaining officers. There's no incentive for retainment. So you have agencies like DEA and FBI, Secret Service, uh, other, other agencies within DHS like ICE and HSI who will gladly pick up Border Patrol uh, agents because they have so much experience and they have such a wide variety of experience you know it helps out uh, across the board but once again we need good men and women patrolling the border and the fact that we don't use the military to patrol the border to me is obscene e- almost every country around the world uses their military to patrol the border at some point and America doesn't. I think we should not. And I'm not talking about like, you know, the state guard. I'm talking about either National Guard or the active duty military needs to be on the southern border and on the northern border. And they need to be armed. 
And one reason why that won't happen is because more than likely, within the first month of having, let's just say, Army Infantry or Marine Corps Infantry or some sort of combat arms unit like the military police patrolling our border, you will probably have multiple international incidents of being fired upon by the cartel. Now, that would mean that if we were fired upon, we would fire back because there's not a law or policy that says don't fire back and defend yourself. But legal-wise, would this government protect you? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. Uh, but we are north of a country that is under civil war, has been in a civil war since the 80s, and it's not under control. And Mexico is falling apart. Mexico is a narco-terrorist state, which means anything goes in Mexico, which means any evil entity, any, any terrorist organization that wants to be in Mexico just has to go to the cartel and go through the cartel. And these organizations have money. They have millions of dollars. You know, China has billions of dollars to throw to the cartel to use for funneling fentanyl or for smuggling in people. You know, and we have seen China uh, fund the Yemenis and, uh, you know, other subsidiaries of the Iranians that are constantly trying to attack Israel. Uh, we know that they fund terrorism throughout Africa. And we know that, uh, obviously, they fund some of the uh, politicians in America. So would it really be quite a shot in the dark to say that China would want to hit us with a dirty bomb? Or maybe even better yet, an EMP. Because the problem with the dirty bomb, the problem with the nuclear missile striking America is if it's not a strategic strike that has a low impact on the rest of the area, you're going to damage that area for hundreds of years and make it unusable because of nuclear fallout. And that will poison the land, poison the water. You know, uh, what they want is they want America for themselves. Yeah, China exactly. is a country that is too big for its own borders. That's all why they want Vietnam. That's why they want Thailand. That's why eventually they'll take over North Korea and probably push down to South Korea. China effectively wants to rule the world, but they need America more than what other countries need America for. They need America because of our growing season. They need America because of our minerals. They need America because of our uranium deposits. You know, we have a wealth of oil in this nation that can be pumped and natural gas they need it they are an empire that is trying to rebuild itself and every empire needs land and resources well when they're already <clears throat> tapping half the world's resources and they're not getting much out of it the next biggest chunk would be america because if china wants to go to the next level and be the supreme you know, empire of the world, you have to take off the playing field your number one threat, which is America, for now. Well, to me, I don't see how we put the genie back in the bottle. Is there any coming back from where we're at? 
Well, fiscally, no. <laughs> no. Can't uh, argue. I can't argue with that. I really can't. Yeah, fiscally, fiscally, no. And the Chinese are one of the main uh, supporters of destroying us economically, and I've discussed this before. China is just waiting to engage us militarily after they become the number one currency holder in the world and America gets dropped down. You know, America is a third world nation the moment we lose that number one slot from IMF, from the International Monetary Fund. Uh, the moment the American dollar means nothing, the American people will lose faith in their government and then cities and states will start to lose control of the populace. You know, right now we have a very good control on the way Americans act because Americans can go out to Starbucks at any time. They can go watch movies. They can go to basketball games or football games. They can entertain themselves while the country is being surrounded. But the moment they don't have the ability to go out and buy groceries anymore, we very quickly look like Rhodesia overnight. We very quickly turn into Zimbabwe or South Africa currently. And when that happens, we have too many gangs, too many criminals, I hate to say this, maybe too many guns, uh, for people who are bad actors to have access to. What that would mean is your law enforcement, who is your internal security for a country, if you look at this militarily, is already overwhelmed, already overworked, and we all know understaffed. And that would be also the emergency services from fire and EMS who are also understaffed, underpaid, underworked. And all these internal securities, they all, they all carry one for another. So you don't have fire without EMS. You don't have police without fire. And we need all these systems to be funded and to work properly in order to thwart any type of you know, domestic terrorism within the country. But when they're not showing up because they're not getting paid because their money means nothing, then your internal security is gone. And once your internal security is gone, anything can happen. No one's paying attention at that point. And we already know the federal government is not going to be there for you. They're not going to be able to withhold, uh, you know, a city like Chicago, even Chicago right now. If you fully staff, once again, all the law enforcement back to its maximum capacity, you still cannot control the crime of Chicago. So if we can't even control one city, what happens when it's hundreds of cities that are out of control? The military would have to declare martial law. Well, here's the problem with that. We don't have enough military to control that. It would take a coalition of forces from other nations to control the downfall, the spiraling downfall of America once our economy completely goes kaput. And that's all China is waiting on. Because then China can come in as the knights in shining armor and say, well, look, we'll reestablish infrastructure. We will bring in food and medicine and aid and rebuild hospitals, reconnect uh, you know, energy sources to refund cities with uh, energy so that your hospitals and your roads will start working again. And, I mean, if I was a bad guy, that's how I would do it. I would take you down by your power. I would take all your energy away from you, your ability to produce, and I would sit back for about a year, and I'd wait, and I'd watch, 
until eventually you cried out for my help. And then my help would be given by my recommendations only, not by your needs. Mm-hmm. And we would be at the mercy of the rest of the world. Right now, the rest of the world, honestly, is at the mercy of the United States. We can go to any country in this world, depending on the parameters, and do whatever we want. We can effectively change regimes overnight, depending on how it affects American policies. That's the power America has. If we really wanted to, we could beef up Ukraine right now to the point that Putin would not even look to his right in that general direction. But Putin needs Ukraine. That is a that is a major part of Ukraine that they need. And China is going to help fund that whenever we eventually fight in Ukraine against Putin. But not with Biden as the president. Biden will not fight Putin. Biden will not uh, thwart the Chinese invasion. So, once again, if we have a government who's not even willing to protect the nation, what do we really have? Because at this point, we don't have a United States anymore if we can't unite together. We have a government of the United States, apparently, but we don't have a true United States anymore. It's going to take the states taking their rights back and to start securing their borders, to start refunding the police, maybe even to create their own military since maybe they can control it, like Ron DeSantis recently came up and said. I'll just start my own state guard and they'll respond only to me. And, you know, the left, you know, they freaked out about it, but there's 23 other states that does that. Texas does that as well. We have to rethink internal security in this country because right now it can all be changed and managed by the federal government. We have a government that has way too much power and a corrupt government at that. You know, all these things are the things that need to be talked about. They need to be weighed and stacked upon. We need to go over the pros and cons, but you're not going to see that on Fox News or CNN, and you're not going to hear it from the Pentagon, and the White House press briefing will never take that uh, question. So what options do we really have, Dave? Well, I, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news. Your only real option is to prepare for yourself and then sit back and wait, because if there is a regime that is going on right now there is a diabolical scheme to tear down the nations and borders and freedoms of all worlds and the only real threat that can change any of that is america then you have to start with america first that is the build back better plan interesting um i don't know speaking of build back better did you hear that in the Build Back Better plan, they're going to pay selected and preferred journalists or give them financial considerations for five years. You mean state journalism at that point? Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Fascist, CNN, yeah. Yeah, that's that's going to be exactly what Russia did and exactly what China did. And then they'll just outlaw alternative news. Well, they're headed there already. We'll talk about that when we come back. We're going to step aside for a second, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, do you know that there's still an estimated 1,000 Americans behind enemy lines in Afghanistan? You want to trust your fate to an administration that has done that to our own? I don't think so. 
Do you want to trust an economy that can't deliver things on time? We see shrink inflation, food inflation. I sat down and made a list of food threats. I came up with 18. I'm not going to go through all 18 here. I'm just saying that you want to trust this government? Yeah, be my guest, but I wouldn't advise it. I would become my own supplier. You need to become independent of the system as much as possible. And that means going to MPS, My Patriot Supply. And they have a great special on right now. The three-month special is $100 off. And you're saying, Dave, you always say we need more than three months. We need like two years in seeds. Yes, that's right. Order in three-month increments and get the $100 savings all the way through. You get three meals per day, 2,000 calories per person. It's high-calorie food. Hello, you're not taking this to lose weight. Some people criticize it. Dave, it's fattening. It's supposed to be. It's survival food. you got to stay alive. And, and, and you go to the camp to get your food. You may not be coming out. You need to start thinking in these terms, ladies and gentlemen. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. Don't trust your fate to this administration. They've already shown how much they hate America and Americans. We're speaking with Doug Thornton, and this is the Doug and Dave Intel Report. And uh, to me, I'm still kind of like tripping over my feet and trying to get my head around the fact that we have 200 known tunnels from Mexico into the United States. They could bring in anything. I mean, Doug, I want to go back to this for a minute. Could they bring in a nuke? Could they bring in a dirty bomb? I mean, tactically, what could they do with this? Honestly, they anything that they can fit through these tunnels, they'll fit through the tunnels. Anything. So right now, what we know also is that those tunnels are also providing weapons and ammunition for, I guess you would say, would-be terrorist cells. But uh, what comes in from the southern border also goes out of the southern border. So... You know, what we normally see with uh, cartel operations is that drugs and human trafficking and whatever else comes from the southern border through into America, while guns, used to be, guns and ammunition and cash will come from America and down to the southern border through into Mexico, along with human trafficking. So human trafficking is one of those ones that is always going north and south. Guns are always running north and south, and people are always running north and south, uh, transporting things that we don't always know what they have. The The real message here is that we have a completely open border. We don't really have the understanding right now as a first world nation as the proper way to secure that border because then we have a human rights violation, quote-unquote. Uh, I think the biggest human rights violation would be allowing a dirty bomb to go off in a major city because you refuse to, to secure your borders. You know, that's uh, that's just my take on it. But there is an agenda here. And, you know, what I'm saying is is common sense. What I'm saying is not anything new that hasn't been discussed within the higher echelons of our government. It's just being ignored. You know, we have people like AOC who want to go out and have these, you know, fake press conferences of, you know, weeping for children and people in cages, even though, you know, we know that that is just common practice 
for securing people that are coming across the border. Uh, and every administration has done it. But, you know, the more you hit the border, the more you take away from the security of the border, the more you take away from the internal security of America. And we have towns within our southern border, and I mean, this comes from California to Texas, where you have cartel who have set up shop, who have safe houses, who have smuggling houses uh, for narcotics and for people. And we don't really know where they're at. We don't always know where they're at. We know where some of them are. But it's hard to constantly watch that because you have so many people that are inside America that are familiars to the cartel that help out with their operations. So, you know, basically, it's an insurgency. If you want to look at it militarily, it is an insurgency. And for the life of me, we have the ability to pull our troops out of other parts of the world and to secure our southern border, even if that meant, Dave, that we ourselves have to invade a certain portion of Mexico and push everything down and scrape it away till it's just bare dirt so that we can secure our border. I believe that's what we should do, but we won't do it because of the respecting of our southern neighbor. Tell me exactly, besides avocados, what has Mexico helped America with? They won't secure their border. They're completely overrun, overrun by a terrorist organization, multiple terrorist organizations called cartels. They're completely corrupt. And they have all different types of influences from all the bad actor nations that we are constantly monitoring and at war with. So what effectively is the reason why we have not invaded Mexico? Well, you know, I don't want to get into the particulars, but I believe if we stop the drug smuggling, if we stop the human trafficking smuggling, and all that other nasty stuff that happens on the border, you're going to have people that are very wealthy and some are in politics in this country who may start losing money. And we know for a fact that money currently rules the world and people will do whatever they have to to keep that, that element of money or to keep mm. that element of child sex slavery coming across the border. I think it's part of it. I think you're absolutely right about this. Um, and there's several facets to it. Yeah, there, there just... are, but I have no problem saying what I know you want to tread lightly on, but I have no problem saying it. Um, you know, we have a bunch of prostitutes in Congress. There are very few good people, and the ones that are leave, like Devin Nunez. And, and, and they're not for Americans. They're for themselves. We have sold out to our enemies. I heard Rick Scott, a Florida senator, uh, speak yesterday, and he said, Marxist NBA controlled by communist China. Magic words. Did you know, I don't know, Doug, if you know this or not, the NFL last year made $9 billion, and they pay no money in tax. They're 501c3, and they can glorify the Chinese who murder millions of their own. On the other hand, if you're a pastor in a church and you speak against abortion, you'll lose your 501c3. 
and so I'm in favor of 501c3 totally going away. And, and, and this is just the duplicity that exists in our government. And then you have the Maxwell trial. Okay, you've got Lady Maxwell, who uh, has a judge that will conceal all the evidence. We're not allowed to know who uh, was uh, cavorting with little kids, little boys, little girls, how many at a time. We're not allowed to know that. We have to protect the criminals that rule over us. That's what I've seen in the Maxwell trial. There is no justice in this country. There's no moral upbringing. We need a total house cleaning. And people are saying this to me every day, and I'm not so sure they're not right. The only way to get our country back is to purge the one we're in. Well, you know, unfortunately, I, I have to agree with that to a certain extent. But, you know, the Maxine, the... I want to just call it the Epstein trial because that's really what we're talking about. This trial not being videoed for the world to see, mm -hmm. not knowing anything that's evidentiary, not knowing the people that are involved, and it all being secured by the federal government is a disservice to this nation. We were more than happy to show you every second of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial or any other trial. But Ghislaine Maxwell will name people who are in Congress, who are in the Senate, maybe even in the White House, that will also name drop people that are within our intelligence community, possibly within the DOD community, not just the... Uh, you know, the rich people from Hollywood, the actors, but also the billionaires who help fund parts of this country, you know, even within the military industrial complex, the prison industrial complex, the medical industrial complex. There are a lot of people that have been caught, but not prosecuted. You cannot give me a proper response as to why Epstein was caught with underage girls in Florida and not given 20 plus years when others have. He owned his own child sex island, his own pedophilia island. It's known and people are not going to prison over it because people are coming out on state's evidence and rolling on each other. You know, these Democrats, you know, they can claim solidarity all they want but once they're you know facing a life in prison and their life their the luxury of their livelihood being taken away from them they will roll on people and because of that they will be guarded they will be protected to an extent and that is a disservice to us because those same people are probably still in power still running our government still running our industries so you know, we know that the rot in America goes very, very deep, goes down to the roots. And the only real way for us to honestly be done with all of that, and I don't like saying it like this, uh, is the reset button. I don't like the idea of the reset button. And I'll say it like this. You're a father. I'm a father. I have four children that I do not want to see experience war 
in my time in my own country, let alone do I want to drag myself back into a war zone. And I'm sure many people out there don't want that either. But the people who do want it obviously have never experienced it to this level. But we're talking about if you started exposing these people connected to all these satanic rituals, the child sacrifices, we're not even talking about just the child sex slavery. We're talking about the child sacrifices as well. And even the parents that are complicit in it or the ones that weren't. The lawsuits would never stop. The amount of negative publicity would never stop. Americans would lose absolute faith in the government, of which we unfortunately need right now. Because no one to this date can give me a proper answer as to if we completely take out everyone in power, what do you put back in? If our American way of life, if our way that we do American politics is not proper and up-to-date, what do we replace it with? And that's what the quote-unquote leaders of the industries and leaders of the free world are also saying. Well, if you take us all out of power, what are you going to do with the nation? So they kind of hamstring the Department of Injustice that way, and we just sit on our hands and nothing be's done, is done about it. Mm-hmm. But there is an option, and that is a horrible option, but it is the reset. That reset can come from an invasion, it can come from an EMP, it can come from internal war, like a civil war. All these options are not good for the everyday average American. We don't think about it that way. We say, well, you know, we need the reset so that we can go back to the normal way of life. You will never stop human trafficking. You will never stop the child sex slaves. You will never stop the, uh, I don't know, the, the killings and the murderings of innocent children for these fiends that pay for this. This is something that they use constantly, and it, I, I consider it to be all satanic. Uh, but there's really no stopping that. Jesus is the only one, and eventually he'll stop it. So I'll, I'll, I'll leave that one on that direction. But the average American citizen does not have the ability to stop this unless we're talking about within your own area of operations. And we have seen when groups of civilians actually try that, they get interfered with by the federal government. So what option do we have that is adequate? What option do we have that is satisfactory? I really don't think we have one. Not that we don't need one. We need a better option than what we have now. We need a better option than the corrupt people we have in our government now. But it's not just the elected politicians. It's the real deep state of the federal employees, state employees, local employees, county employees who are all on this same corrupt bandwagon. I think we're just finally coming to where America is seeing the sin that is sowed so deeply within that the only way to really get rid of it is to let it all burn down. But what rises out of the ashes, Dave? We, we know from what Revelation speaks to us that John the Revelator saw how the New World Order will come back up and the Antichrist army and the Antichrist New World Order and, and all the nations coming down 
upon Israel. We know all that. Is that our only option? Because if it is, then I would tell you the only real option you have is to prepare for yourself and your family. Uh, I mean, we're, we're coming to a precipice in this country where we're either going to lose our economy and our country will be taken down, or we're going to, you know, bite off more than we can chew by fighting on too many multiple fronts while not taking care of our own internal security. You know, it, it, it wouldn't be a far cry to fight Russia out in Ukraine, to fight China in Africa and naval battles across the Pacific and Atlantic, and then start having dirty bombs going off in the country, and now you have to pull your external security, which is your military, back in mm -hmm. to help control the chaos that is America as it's all crumbling down and society is breaking down. That is just reality. That is a, I hate to say it, an ingenious plan to completely take down America. Give us too many problems that we can't solve and then all the other actions that we're taking care of across the world, we can't do it anymore. So you effectively allow China and Russia to continue to conquer the rest of the world. And as they continue to do that, and America is not backing up their allies, we're going to lose our allies because they're going to be forced to go with the other team. And we see already that nations are more than willing to put up concentration camps for their own people because of a so-called virus that's uncontrollable and killing most of the world, which is a fallacy. But if they're willing to do that, don't tell me they're not willing to go with China whenever America is not paying for you know, their infrastructure anymore or paying for their military anymore. The Belt and Road Project from China is doing effectively what America is not. We're not putting American interests in other countries anymore like we should have been, and China has filled that void, and we're not going to dig China out. Currently, China is trying to gain a foothold in Africa within South Africa so that they could put naval ports along the coast of Africa that would be facing towards South America and America. Well, once you do that, that to me is a provocation for war. Not only is that the shipping containers going around the world that may possibly have ICBMs in it a provocation for war, but you, you make America come to this standstill where America is going to have the option of allow China to continue to do what they're doing or to fight China and stop them. We know that China is more than willing to go against us militarily, but we don't want to do it. We probably don't want to do it, Dave, because our Navy is not up to snuff anymore. We have too many ships that are not properly manned, not properly maintained. Yeah, that's true. We have too many planes that are not properly staffed and not properly maintained because of the COVID shortage. We also have a military that's been completely um, turned over a new leaf, I guess you could say, to be more uh, progressive. That is not how you maintain a strong nation. That is how you lose the strength of your nation. Because we have allies who are looking to us for that strength, not only as their backup if they need it, but also to support their industries and their infrastructure and their economy. But once we can't do that anymore, and we can't even fund it for ourselves, America is effectively taken off the, uh, the board.
Well, I think at the end of the day, the Bible says we won't be around for Judgment Day. And I think we're seeing that unfold right now. Um, it makes me wonder, is the prudent American, would they be wise to leave the country? Me personally, I would tell people not to leave the country. There is no other country on earth right now that allows you to keep the weapons and the freedoms that you have while we have them. We also have a very large country. We have a very large country. And it is not completely overpopulated, as the Democrats like to say. I would tell the American patriot that it's time to go back to the wilderness. It's time to go back to the frontier. It's time to rediscover what it means to be an American. If you don't, and you get caught up in the suburbs, and you get caught up in the urban cities, when chaos starts to finally fall, you are either going to be a victim running from it and be victimized of it, or it's going to be too late because you didn't take up the freedoms that you had. You didn't arm yourself. You didn't prepare fiscally. You didn't prepare through food preparations or any type of survivability preparations. You know, we have a country right now, once again, who doesn't take these things uh, seriously. They take their freedoms for granted. Other nations around the world have survival skills because they weren't given the option to have freedoms. So because of that, we have third world nations who are better suited for more harsh conditions than we have the richest nation on earth. When we have people who don't have the ability to go to Walmart and Dollar General or you know whatever your stores go and get food anymore, how many Americans even know how to how to you know raise livestock or have a garden or even have food stock saved up? When you have other nations who have lived this way and who thrive in poverty, the people who are impoverished and grossly overweight will have no answer for when that food is not there anymore. We also have a nation that is dependent upon alcohol and dependent upon pharmaceutical drugs, especially mind-altering drugs. When that is not there anymore, how many people go into a state of psychosis or some sort of a psychotic episode? Once again, if you were to do this right, take America's freedom away, take our ability to sustain ourselves away and watch what happens. I give it a month and people will start eating each other. Cities will be burning down. If you thought the 2020 riots were bad, Wait till there's actual anarchy. We have anarchists right now. There's small groups. We don't have cities of anarchists who are out there taking each other out, robbing from each other, knocking on each other's doors just to get food to sustain for their family, which means that sometimes even the most innocent of people will do the most dastardly of things just to feed their own family. In World War II, Families were, were, you know, unfortunately forced to put their daughters, even in their young teens, out for prostitution just to be able to bring income in so that their family can buy food. History has shown us that the, the depravity of man 
knows no bounds. And America does not know what that means anymore. The best way to prepare for that, I honestly, I honestly believe this. Start learning your survival skills. Be prepared fiscally, financially. Uh, be prepared through your food, through your weapons, and having training and experience, on-hand experience, of how to take care of yourself and your family. That's the best option for America. <clears throat> Excuse me, that's not much of an option. Your choices are really limited. Um, wow. Here, here's where we're at. <clears throat> Excuse me, to try to sum up what we've covered here. Borders hopeless, economies hopeless, and I don't disagree with all this. Tr very true. Government corruption is hopeless. Can't control the border. Probably have to tear it down to start over, but the practicality enters in. Um, sounds like there's only one solution here. I think the only solution, the only optimistic solution, comes down to your personal preparedness for you and your family. <clears throat> you can't count on the government to be there. Yeah, I, you know, I we have agree. Yeah. you know enemies around this world who want to take over America. You know, how long will the military last? How long will police last whenever they're not getting paid or the power's out? Three days. That's what we learned. You are effectively training. on your own unless you have a community of a survival mindset, which is something that I constantly push. I know. You know, I, I don't mean to be pessimistic, but reality is not nice and war is not pleasant. It it just is what it is. Yeah, you've called it. Um, you've called it repeatedly. And you're calling it on your radio show, which, by the way, we should probably take, since we're on the topic, Monday through Friday, Global Star Radio Network, 11 p.m. Eastern. And uh, you've been doing a whole thing on survival, which is really key. You know, I'm not going to leave. But I'll tell you, if I were in my 20s and I didn't have the roots I have, I would probably leave this country right now if I wanted to live in a long life. Where would you go? To be researched. Maybe Ecuador. I talk to a lot of expats that are there. It's not perfect. But they're slow to persecute. Let's, let's put it this way. They're slow to capitulate to the Chinese beyond their mining interests. And uh, the Chinese will commit genocide when they come here. They've said it. They've said it very, very clearly. So th th this is what people need. When the fighting starts here against the Chinese, folks... It is to the death. There is no surrender. There's no capitulation. There's no learning to speak Mandarin. Uh, they want you dead. And their defense ministers, the last three of them, have said so. Doug, my friend, we are flat out of time here on the Doug and Dave report. And it is kind of a downer to end it this way. I would add one more spiritual thing to say. Jesus Christ is also a weapon. Okay? Big weapon. Probably your only Amen. weapon. we got to go, my brother. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Dave. Thank you. Thanks.